Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to Home Energy Design. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. And today I'm really excited to share with you a totally new approach to consciousness. It's called the 10 Terrains of Consciousness, and it was developed by Alan David Reed and Tani Wolf. And together, basically over the last many, many years of research, they've discovered that people are literally at different levels of consciousness, which makes perfect sense to me. But what this means is that people's lens, the, what they're seeing through or their perspective is filtered completely different than say your own. It's filtered differently based on the terrain that they're at. So if you've ever wondered, I, I swear I wonder this with my own mother because she's so black and white. She's a, you know, a nurse. And so everything requires lab results and proof and scientific research and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, if spirit, I actually had a really funny story the other day my ex-husband who is still alive I he visits me and you know at night I will uh, spiritually see him I don't know if he's astral traveling I don't know what you want to call it but when he visits me he tells me things and so he came and visited me uh, a couple of weekends ago and I knew something was wrong I knew something was going on I've had this intuition this this like connection to him since we've known each other and sure enough, I was trying to call him, text him, couldn't get a hold of him. And finally, after about 36 hours, he called me to let me know that he was in the hospital. And they thought that he had COVID. Turns out that he didn't have COVID. He had something else. But he was in the hospital and he actually said to me, oh my God, like you've always been so tapped and tuned in like you always know. So before we knew that he was okay and it wasn't COVID, I was texting my mother, who is a nurse, and I told her, I said, hey, Lance has, you know, he's in the hospital. They think that he's got COVID. And, you know, what are some signs? What are some symptoms? What should he be doing? And he, she texts me back and <laughs> immediately says, if you've been in contact with him, then you need to get checked yourself. And here are the symptoms and the signs. And I had to laugh really hard. And I said, Mom, I don't think spirit is contagious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he visited me, which I should have clarified to my mother. I told her that he visited me, but I forgot to let her know that he visited via spirit to me. <laughs> so clearly we're on separate or different terrains, right? So if you've ever wondered yourself why your parents can't grasp this idea of, you know, I've tried to have the 5D conversation with my mother. <laughs> it's not happening. You know, when I tell her that my ex-husband astral travels to me and, and talks to me, like she can't even, she can't even go there with me. She, she just doesn't even understand this concept, how a man that is living can come <laughs> and tell me things. And it's just too woo for her. But this is such a great example of being on a different terrain. So, you know, this is so timely to have both Tawny and Alan on the show because of what's going on in our world. And in their new book called Introducing the Ten Terrains of Consciousness, Understand Yourself and Other People in Our World, uh, yeah, we really need that right now. <laughs> I mean, the state of our world is just pure chaos. And the thing is, is that we're all basically looking through a lens, a filter, so to speak, that is likely very different than your own and vice versa. Everyone is so polarized and reactive 
perspective. And it can be really hard to grasp and understand when they're coming from until you realize that their filter or their lens is different than yours. I found this concept really eye-opening and hugely helpful for the times that we're in. I mean, think about it. Think about how many people are arguing and, and are really reactive. And literally, they're probably coming from completely different terrains. So it's one of the reasons I haven't really been consistent this month with being on the podcast. All I've wanted to do is just be reclusive. I've just wanted to go to yoga, meditate, and be with my trees in every way possible. I have just wanted to disconnect from society and to disconnect from the world. Because to me, it's all nonsense. You know, I want to be with the earth. I want to be surrounded by kindness and express love. Because despite all the volatility that's going on, what people don't realize is it's mere amnesia, right? We're all one. We are all connected. We just forget that in this plane of existence. You know, when we come to the earth, we get amnesia. It's the whole point. It's how we learn and grow and expand as a soul because we don't have the roadmap. But it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that, you know, people in their different terrains of existence are so polarized, so angry, so reactive. And if they would just take a step back and see the bigger picture, how much more beautiful our world could be. But, you know, I've said it many times on this show, I talk all the time about my love affair with nature. And one of the things that I love about nature is it speaks to me. It's something I'm deeply, deeply connected with. And I'm so connected to the earth that she is the only thing bringing me solace these days. She's the only thing that like I can just go out into the woods and I can go out on my trails and I can, you know, play in the streams and talk to rocks and just get weird and be in my own little world. And, you know, it just makes me happy. In fact, my mother was saying the other day, the only friends I have are trees. <laughs> it's not totally untrue. But when I say that I'm connected, it's not just a mere obsession or adoration. I feel her in my heart space like nothing else. I am connected to earth in a very otherworldly way. The other day I was driving to a client's house and as I drove down this old windy country road, I started to feel really heavy in my heart. And I remember last year when I had Karen Newell on the show, she was talking about as her heart really started to open up, how she could really feel animals. And she shared this wonderful experience about being in Hawaii and how she could tell that the whales were close by because they were speaking to her heart. And I really feel like I'm starting to connect to nature in this way, because as I continued down this country road, I couldn't believe what I saw. All these beautiful old oak trees that once lined the side of this road had all been chopped down. They literally looked like they had been lopped off at the knees. The pain and the sadness hit me so hard, I had to pull over to the side of the road. I, it was so overwhelming. My heart, just the grief, I couldn't catch my breath. I was weeping. I felt like I had come over the mountain after being away from my family for months and months, only to find that my village of my family had been destroyed and ransacked by heathens. Everyone just brutally murdered. That's how I felt. I could not contain my sadness. It was as if the, the tree's energy, the energy, that residue, that chi that was left behind, they were letting me know they were letting me feel that sadness and the grief and all for the sake of progress. All these beautiful old creatures destroyed so that they can widen the road. I couldn't believe it. <sighs> to me, this is what matters most and this is what is wrong with our world. Not everything else that we're driving our energy into, not all the bullshit that we're focusing on. You know, we're driving our energy into politics and being angry and polarized and, you know, it doesn't serve anyone. It's not doing anything. 
But saving and honoring our planet that provides all of our resources to not only survive, but thrive. And here we are, we're lopping her off at the knees and demanding more of her. Oh my God, it just makes me so angry. (laughs) Heathens, absolute heathens. I wanted to, I couldn't get myself together. Maybe I should have anyways, because my emotions would have shown them how upset I was. But I wanted to go over and the, the they were still, they had chainsaws and stuff. I wanted to go over and I wanted to push them over and scream and yell at them. I probably should have. I, I was an absolute wreck. I had mascara coming down my face. Oh, what a mess. Okay, let's switch gears a minute. If I don't, I'm going to go off on a nature rant and it's going to be bad. So let's do some housekeeping real quick. Switch gears here a little bit. Uh, don't forget, we now have online booking, and I always like to mention this towards the end of the year. If you'd like to gift someone a consultation, um, you can purchase it online if you want to, but uh, you know, if you want to do some type of a gift certificate or something, you can just reach out to us via email at letschatatthegatescompany.com. Also, I'm putting together a new online wealth class. It's probably the most requested class that I have. Uh, And I've taught this in person for years. It's a two-day workshop, but I've never gotten around to making it available online. And the good news is I'm finally going to do it. I'm putting it on sale now. It won't be available until December, but by purchasing it now, you'll get 50% off. But uh, all you got to do is just head over to my website, interiorvibes.com. And I'm going to put the button at the top of the homepage so that if you want to purchase it now, you can. But I know many of you have had a really turbulent year. Many of you have reached out to us and the pandemic has really upset your finances. Many of you have lost your jobs. Many of you have been forced to move. You know, things have just been turbulent. And I know that many of you have been greatly affected. So it seems like a really good time to get my button gear and finally get this class online. I have so many awesome classes, but I've been teaching them in person for years. And so it's just a matter of me sitting down and taking the time. I mean, it can take me a month to put all these things together and make the videos and do all of that. So I've been sitting on this one because it's a pretty big class and I just have not gotten around to do it. So this class teaches you the real principles behind the energy, the chi of money, and how to really tap into it no matter your circumstances. And I should mention that wealth is more than just money. Wealth is an abundance of anything that you want more of in your life, which I'd argue right now for many folks is just money, right? (laughs) So I'll be favoring that particular energy, but you get the idea. Anything that you're really needing an abundance of right now, this class will help you with. So interiorvibes.com to purchase. It'll be at a discounted rate until it goes live, which will be sometime in December. I'm not sure when because I still got to put all this together. Alrighty, today you're going to learn what the heck a terrain even is, how Tawny and Alan discovered this amazing gift, and why this really matters in order to understand our world. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's do this. Hey guys, Alan, Tawny, welcome to the show. Hi Amanda. So nice hey, to meet you. lovely to be here. <laughs> so it's late afternoon here it's almost five o'clock here in nashville but what time is it you guys are in australia what time is it there yeah we're uh, we're chasing the sun it's uh, eight in the morning and uh the sun's just coming up so you'll see it probably another uh, 15 hours or so oh <laughs> wow wow that yeah you guys are ahead of us so it is tuesday there right Yes. yes oh gosh is. yeah that always we'll let you know what's coming for you <laughs> <laughs> well i uh I really enjoyed reading the book. Um, Tawny and Alan wrote this uh, fantastic book called Introducing the Ten Terrains of Consciousness. And uh, before we dive into, I've, I've, oh my gosh, I just have so many questions. But w- one of the things that I did want to know is, you know, your backgrounds, Alan, you, you've got a, a real technical background and, and Tawny, you're an attorney and all kinds of things. And I'm curious, you two meet in 2011 and one, how did you meet? And you know, were you both kind of percolating on this type of concept or did this, you know, concept come out kind of organically based on your backgrounds? 
Actually, we met in a romantic context initially. We met on a dating website. Alan was in America and I was in Australia. And we came together for a relationship. And over time, we realized that really we were meant to be colleagues and then the relationship ended and we just continued as colleagues for years. But uh, really, it came, it came through organically. We're both very deep thinkers. We're both always asking deep questions. But because we have such opposite brains, Alan's got this mystic scientific brain and I've got a more psychology kind of human dynamics brain. And the two of us together... 24-7, just having these deep conversations and we were always asking this question, what is underneath the differences between people? Because we were both fascinated about, by, by that, but from a very opposite perspective. And we just kept asking that and the field that open up, opens up whenever we're together seems to bring a lot of information through. It just has from the second we met and the conversation is always very rich. And so information would come through and then we would analyse it and sit with it and both bring our different ways of looking at things to it. And over time, it just became very clear, but we never really set out to develop this. We both had our own projects that we were working on that were unrelated to this. It just, we just kept talking about it for month after month until it just emerged completely. But it's, but it's been clear on hindsight that Spirit has been really intending for this, this knowledge to come into the, to the planet at this time. Um, all of the religions, all of the mystery schools have been dancing around this concept but they've never really landed it. And it just seemed like this was the time for it to, to, to really be brought forward. Yeah, I, it was interesting because as I was reading the book, I, I could see parts and pieces of things that I've seen and read before, but it, you have brilliantly brought it together in a concept that I think is gonna be really understandable for a lot of people. But one of the things that I was curious about as I, I started to read it, you know, the first question I had is, well, how is this different from, you know, taking a personality test like Myers-Briggs or uh, one of the first things that I thought of was Dr. David Hawkins, you know, with his levels of consciousness that he talked about in power versus force. So we have all these amazing tools out there like the Tao and astrology and uh, the the concepts of or levels of consciousness that Dr. Hawkins came up with, how is this different? Well, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I would say that uh, uh, Dr. Hawkins and, and we are very much on the same page. And I was actually preparing to write what he wrote. When I read his book, I was like, well, that, that's been said. There's no need to repeat that. Uh, there, there, there are similarities, but there's, there's one very distinct difference in all of these systems. What we are looking at here is the idea that this is an infinitely conscious universe and consciousness is non-local. And this is where I've been on a journey with leading scientists and mystics around the world for my whole life, looking at the idea that consciousness is, is a non-local phenomena where these other systems are really I would say anthropomorphic or, or egocentric or, or from a human perception out, almost like the earth being at the center of the universe rather than earth revolving around the sun. And when all that got put in place, everything changed. So what we're really looking at is the correct relationship that we have to reality. And, and that's what we're reflecting in this model. So basically, what, what, one of the things that's really different between this and, say, Myers-Briggs and all the personality type tests is those kinds of things, your style sign, your Enneagram, your Myers-Briggs, you know, your skin colouring, your body type, those are things that you're born with in this lifetime. They're not really going to change. You're not going to go from being a Gemini to an Aries. You're not going to go from being an ENFP to ENTP in the Myers-Briggs. That's just how you're born, and you're going to take that with you through, the, through this lifetime. But your terrain consciousness is probably more similar to your age. It's the stage of development you're at in your spiritual journey, and so that can actually change. So you could be an Enneagram 3 and a Myers-Briggs, ENFP and you could be a Gemini and you could be at a certain terrain for 10 or 20 years and then one day you have a huge spiritual awakening, your whole, your whole way you see reality changes, the kind of work you want to do changes, the way you're relating to people changes, the way you see the world changes and you're now at a completely different terrain of consciousness but you're still a Gemini and you're still an ENFP Myers-Briggs. Your personality hasn't changed but the way you're inhabiting your personality changes, the way you're using that personality changes the kinds of way you're responding to things change, the way, the way you're embodying that personality changes. And with David Hawkins, it's a different thing because that's not really a personality type system. That's more about the energy that you're embodying in any moment and, the, and the, the frequency of that energy. And we have found that depending on which terrain you're at, 
you're likely to be embodying a different kind of David Hawkins energy. So, you know, he talks about fear and shame and he talks about love and joy. If somebody's at a more contracted terrain, they're probably going to spend more time in those kind of more denser frequencies of shame or fear, or anger, or disappointment, things like that. If someone's at a more expanded terrain, there it's the coherence-based terrain spiral or the fractal-based terrain toroid or the unity-based terrain infinity, they're probably likely to be spending more, more of their time in a state of peace or in a state of joy. So the two systems do correlate, but they're just looking at very different things. And I'd probably just like to add one thing that Tani's, you know, using the metaphor of, of ages. I just got this, this idea that if you, if you imagine a camera lens, uh, you know, when you open up a camera lens, if you've got the lens, you know, camp, the aperture turned way down and you got a little tiny pinhole, that's a very contracted view of, of reality. But if you were to open the lens all the way up so that you can let all the light in, that's when you're able to see, <clears throat> excuse me, the fullness of, of reality. Well, and it reminds me, uh, I've studied Dolores Cannon's work and she always talks about, you know, as she, as her practice grew and as she received more information, you know, she talks about like in the 80s, she's like, well, I know everything there is to know in the universe. <laughs> and then the 90s would come around and, you know, she would be like, well, okay, well, now I know everything about the universe. And then, you know, the 2000s come around and she said they would, the spirit would just spoon feed her. They would only give her as much as she possibly could handle. And she's like, I didn't really understand until I was able to look back. And she's like, I wouldn't have been able to understand this in the 60s. Are you kidding me? So I feel like a lot of the information that we do already have and that has already been posted is kind of like that metaphor where, you know, we've been getting spoon fed the information because they have literally been giving us what we could handle. And I think as more people are starting to wake up, now we're getting more open to the idea of, okay, there's a lot more than we had any idea. And there's probably still more to even this. I mean, we're still, we can't be so egoic to think that, oh, well, we know everything now. Well, let's look at collective consciousness as a lens. If you were to imagine what you're, what you're if you take what you're just saying there, if the collective body of consciousness that we all are can, can take in uh, a certain amount of, of understanding, then, because then, this, this universe, everything is always there. I mean, it's, you know, we could say we're being spoon fed, but certainly as, as a mystic at unity would say, at the, at the unity based terrain would, would say is that it's already all here and we're already all of it, but we're only able to, to receive so much of it based on basically how contracted we are or how closed we are or separated we are from that point. And, and we look at that collectively. Similarly, if, if as, as the collective has been able to take on more and take on more, then, then it's like the field is opening up and, and we're just more available to what was already there. And it's, it's all, it's like gravity. It's always here. Everything's always here. There's nothing new under the sun, as a Rosicrucian once told me. And so everything's always here. It's just that we are now having the eyes and the ears and the heart to be able to receive it and take it on. And that's really, um, Amanda, that's really what the 10 terrains model is mapping because essentially uh, we all are connected. We all are our own infinite self. We all are one, but everybody has a different relationship to that. So the degree to which we're separated from our own infinite self really is, is the terrain that we're at. And the thing that keeps us separated from our own infinite self is our conditioning, our trauma, the birth family we chose to come into, the culture we chose to come into, the beliefs we've taken on, everything kind of builds up and keeps us at a certain place separated from ourself. And as people start to heal and clear stuff from their field and reprogram themselves and let go of their conditioning and they start to slowly wake up, they're able to come closer to the infinite self that they are. And that's when they make a massive terrain shift, maybe from the order-based terrain squared to the reflection-based terrain diamond, or from diamond to circle, or from circle to spiral. So those of you who are listening along, when, we, when you hear us say these shapes, we've given a picture to each of the 10 terrains to really visually tell the story. And you can follow along with what we're talking about if you go to the website, which is 10terrains.com, T-E-N, T-E-R-R-A-I-N-S. At the top of the page, you'll see all 10 icons lined up in a row. And that's why when we say square or diamond or circle, that's what we're referring to. So essentially, each terrain is progressively more healed back to our true nature. 
I think it's a great way to describe it because I, I feel like, you know, we come in with a promise, we, we come in with a contract and we're here to accomplish goals. We know that we have spiritual lessons, but we forget, you know, we've got these uh, filters, so to speak. And like you said, through the conditioning and the programming and, and the things that surround us, uh, alter that filter. And so I think this is a brilliant way of being able to explain how if you can open yourself up and move past the conditioning and move past uh, the programming that we've received and even question what if it allows you to open yourself up to closer to, I should say, your truest, highest being. So, and I think it's a brilliant time to be doing that because people are waking up. People are waking up. And one of the things you just said was really important, which is, you know, we've each come here with lessons to learn. And what's interesting is people do our quiz, which you can do at 10terrains.com. It's a short self-analysis quiz, takes about 10 minutes. And then after that, they're able to buy a report, which basically is about a 40-page report, which goes into exactly where they're at in their spiritual journey at this time. And the main thing we've discussed in the report is the lessons that you're here to learn at this point in your journey. Because each terrain is essentially a different classroom in terms of spiritual lessons, life lessons, personal internal lessons that you're here to learn at that point in your evolution. And you may spend your whole life in that terrain and that's perfectly fine because you may have really deep learnings to do at that terrain or you may shift after 10, 15 years, you may shift to the next terrain because your life journey requires you to learn all other set of lessons. And in that report, we also discuss the challenges that you're facing because each terrain has a very different set of challenges that it's dealing with. But we also discuss the gifts because each terrain has different kinds of gifts to give the collective, to give humanity as, as a whole. And so often people find when they read it, they're like, oh, okay, now I can actually enjoy where I'm at in my journey rather than always striving to get to the next point because there's actually amazing rich things that I can contribute to humanity from this place with the expertise I'm developing here in this classroom. So that's really important to know that none of the terrains are better than the other. There's no need to jump to the next one. Our culture at the moment collectively is hovering at what we would call the reflection-based terrain diamond, which we can talk about later. But basically the, the, the point is that that terrain is very much about growth and expansion and becoming the best person you can possibly be. And so we're all got that, that's running so strongly in our culture that even people start to apply that to spirituality, you know, wanting to get to the next point and become more enlightened. It's really important to move fast. But actually there's a lot of richness in being where you are and learning those lessons fully and contributing to the planet what's needed from you at this time. And, and I would add that uh, the idea that we need to really understand here is that we don't move. Um, that's the ego thinking that we have control over, over the infinite self. What really is happening is we, as we heal, we surrender. And if you can imagine your, if your finger is singularity and, and the unity that we are, and you put a rubber band on it and stretch it away, it's you that it's holding you away from yourself. And as you let go, as you clean these filters, as you do the healing, it will bring you back. It's just, it'll naturally uh, bring you back home. So there's nothing, there's no moving. It's, it's a self-healing system where consciousness is self-healing us just like our body self-heals. We just need to, in a way, get out of our own way and, and let that healing occur by surrendering, by relaxing, by letting the stories go by letting the traumas go by whatever means and that's where these all these other healing systems come in it's all a process of healing and letting go of, of what you're holding on to the stories the judgments the traumas the separation consciousness victim consciousness is that all of that is 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 let go and forgiven self-forgiveness is big here you will naturally because you're an infinite spirit come back home to your, your, uh, to infinity, to infinity terrain. Yeah. And I love Tawny, the idea of a classroom. I think that that's a brilliant way to put this because I think that we, and that's, what's been so brilliant about this pandemic that we're going through. It is forcing people. Unfortunately, it took a pandemic to force people to slow down because we have become a culture of striving and pushing and grasping and go, go, go. And we're so far up in our heads that we haven't been taking the time to get into our heart. And I could see as soon as I started reading the book, I was like, oh, people are going to want to rush to get to the unity-based terrain. I can already, <laughs> like, I already know. And, 
you have this bro- just this amazing quote in the book, and I, I want to ask you about this. Uh, you explain in the book that some people assume that the 10 terrains are different levels, like steps on a ladder. And I love the idea of classroom because I think that that's a much better way to put it. But the quote is, perceiving each terrain as being a sum total of the charge force a being has given to the infinite pool of possibilities in creating their own hologram. Holy Christ, y'all, that's a, that's a heavy sentence. <laughs> well, the book, is written, the book is written from really the unity-based terrain in that section. Yes, it is. That I mean, section is very much coming from the fractal-based terrain. So obviously we, we can explain this model from any terrain. If we were to explain it to someone at Square, we'd say you progress as you grow, you progress to the next one. But if we're explaining it from the point of view of the toroid or infinity, we need to explain that there is no space and time. And really in any moment, you are where you are based on the sum total of everything that's held in your field that's keeping you winking in and out of existence in that moment. Now, that's not something that we're going to explain normally in an interview, but we needed to put it in the book because the book needs to be complete. (laughs) Right. That I was just such a heavy sentence, and I was like, wow, I mean, they are going there. <laughs> well, and it's, it's to say that you already are this, this um, infinite being, and what's keeping you from your infinite being is, it's like, think of like a, a, a grain of sand and a pearl. You know, that, that grain of sand is your spirit. This pearl that's grown outside of that is all of the dimensions that you've got glommed onto you from past lives, from genetic lines, from, from traumas you've taken on, from beliefs you've added to. So it's like, in, in a way, you, you've essentially put this big ball of stuff around you, and that bundle of dimensions, that bundle of charge, it's what's holding you away from that little grain or pearl or, or a grain of sand inside the pearl. Uh, which is the unity of, of yourself at the core. So really the reason we put that sentence in is to show that this is not a linear model. You know, right. you're essentially creating your entire hologram in every moment. So, you know, it, it looked at from that perspective, there is no linear progression. There's only ever this moment. So it really depends where you're standing and looking at this from. If you're standing and looking at it from square or diamond, it's going to be a very different thing that you see. If you're standing and looking at it from toroid or infinity, you're going to see that this is a holographic model. It's not linear. But as you said, the culture that we're in at the moment is very much coming from diamond. That's the prevailing terrain, although they asked a lot of countries at the previous terrain, the order-based terrain square. And if anyone's trying to follow along with what we're saying, if you go to our website, there's a short summary of each terrain there, or I can run through them later. But because we're at diamond, there is a very strong feeling of growth and progression and evolution and expansion. So someone at Diamond would tend to see this as a linear model and that's okay, it's totally fine. Um, Because for them it is, it is for someone at Diamond, it is important to shift to the next terrain and then to shift to the one after that because that's just how they're seeing the world. Now, I think we should back up just a little bit and I would love your opinion from both of you or your explanation of what exactly is a terrain because the audience may be hearing us say this word and and explaining this and they might not fully understand what we're talking about. So in your definition, in your explanation, how would you describe a terrain? Well, there's, there's a a lot of ways to look at terrain. Uh, If we, if we understand that we're living in a fractal universe, you've got terrains that are on the land, like, uh, you know, hilly terrains and, and tundras and plains. You've got terrains in your intestines and, and a lot of the whole of, of new health has to look at the terrain in your, your gut, but you've got terrains in consciousness. And these are, these are the fields, the conditions upon which something manifests. And so all of your perceptions, the, the colored glasses you're seeing life through, the, the listening that you have, the words that you hear, because each of these terrains has a different listening. It has a different set of, of languages and memetics. Uh, how you're seeing the world, your beliefs, your values, all of these are growing out of of your terrain of consciousness. And so that's why this word has been very carefully chosen. It took a a lot of research to really get this specific, uh, correct uh, understanding here in place. So that's why we've used that word. 
Yeah, so like if, if, as Alan was talking about, the terrain of a landscape, a particular kind of terrain, whether it's hilly or rugged or has soil or has plants, is going to give, give rise to different kinds of plants, different kinds of environmental features, because the basic terrain is different. It's the same with your consciousness. Your core relationship with reality is what we're referring to, really your relationship with your infinite self. And essentially, if someone's at one terrain and someone else is at a different terrain, yes, you can communicate with each other, but in some ways you're, you are actually coming from a totally different paradigm. You're almost in a different parallel universe from them. It's almost like you're running a different operating system. They're running a Mac, you're running a Linux, um, or, or like they're wearing blue glasses and you're wearing red glasses. It just colors everything that you see and how you hear what they say. And a lot of the conflicts that are happening at the moment, especially with people being in lockdown in a lot of parts of the world where they're stuck in houses with people day after day, after day if the two people are at a different terrain of consciousness it goes a lot deeper than personality differences because it's really a core way they see the world is different and so when significant issues start to come up like health issues or a virus and people are seeing the world totally differently it can make a huge impact on their relationships and the amount of conflict we recently did a series on our youtube channel actually guys you should go and look at it uh, just look up 10 terrains on youtube we did a series where we did a, a different video for each terrain how they're responding and reacting to the coronavirus situation because people at each terrain have a totally different thoughts about it, different behaviors, different choices, different feelings about it. They're reacting completely differently and it's causing a lot of conflict in the planet at the moment, how people are reacting to the situation. So that's a really good example. Um, but an even simpler one is, you know, let's say someone in a family gets cancer and they're at the order-based terrain square. And so their whole sense of safety comes from being part of the system and believing the status quo and the consensus reality and doing what their doctor says, they're likely to do chemotherapy. And let's say they have someone, a diamond in their family, the reflection-based terrain, they're all about innovation, cutting edge thinking, human ingenuity and hacking your health. They'll be trying to get them to do the latest, uh, most incredible protocols. And then someone else in their family might be at the connection-based terrain circle and they're deeply connected to nature and the whole sense of self comes from their connectedness to the, to the web of life. And they're wanting the person to do natural remedies and, and go deeply into their emotions and work gently with the body in a natural way. And these three people are having big arguments because their, their sense of safety is coming from a totally different place. And so one of the reasons people like to study the 10 terrains is to actually get along better with their friends, their families, their loved ones, understand people. Because once you understand someone, then you can have compassion for where they're at. And instead of spending all your time and energy trying to talk them into your way of seeing the world, you can actually hold space for the way they see the world, have compassion for them, allow them to be where they're at. And suddenly all the conflicts start to dissolve. Yeah, I, I, and one of the things that I think really helped me is uh, in the book, you say that a terrain is not your identity. It is simply where you are at. And I, I thought that was really, really helpful. It's just simply where you're at. And it, I think what it, it kind of made me laugh because it made me think of in the 60s, Linda Goodman came out with her sun signs and it was like, it wasn't anything that was really on anybody's radar. And then all of a sudden people were going around blurting out, I'm a Gemini, I'm a Scorpio. And it's like, <laughs> it, it wasn't their identity, but they were making it their identity. And there was so much more to the overall picture. Um, and we, we won't have time to go into every single terrain, but I did want to um, talk about uh, not the identity of the collective, but where the collective is at. You say in the book that as of 2015, 32% of the developed world are in what's known as the diamond terrain. And I, I thought that this was really fascinating because, you know, it said under the diamond terrain that it, they're seeking uniqueness, um, you know, that they're... Uh, in mental busyness, which, oh my God, is absolutely where we've been. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, just this idea of, of the uniqueness and, and kind of breaking out of what you were talking about with the square of really following the paradigm of, uh, oh, well, my doctor says that, you know, I have to do this and my boss says I have to come, you know, really a rule uh, follower as opposed to the diamond who really wants the uniqueness and, and wants to break away from that. I, I was kind of seeing it as Saturn versus Uranus in, in astrology. <laughs> um, well, it's it, interesting that you're, you're mentioning this <clears throat> point of the sun sign, this person that came out with sun signs, because at about the time that came out was about the time that the prevailing terrain in the U.S. shifted from the order-based uh, terrain square to diamond. And, and with that sort of... Uh, 
Aquarius age sort of excitement. There was everybody was essentially now moving to Diamond as a collective. And the focus being at Diamond is, oh, well, who am I? And I'm this Gemini or I'm this Aries. And so identity became big. And the busyness, and you, you, were, you mentioned this a bit ago, and I wanted to, to speak to this, is that at Diamond, it's, it's a very doing. You know, these first five terrains are very outer uh, focused, but they're, all, but the, they're also about, about doing. And so at Diamond, it's really at a high state of doing. And so everybody's busy, 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 going about their day. Um, achieving, trying to create things, make things, manifest things. It's all about manifesting. And, and it's a very mental approach. It's essentially a mentalization of life to try and make things happen and force things to happen. And who am I amongst it all? And so what, what really starts to shift when you move uh, to, the, to the inner terrains, which are the, the following five, is that you slow down and you start to move from the head to the heart and you start to move from the outer to the inner and, and you start to move into a beingness. And with COVID, what's happened is the entire world basically got shut down overnight from its doingness and had to pause, which was a very artificial thing in, in one sense in our man-made beliefs, but in a spiritual context, if spirit wanted to cause humanity to sort of take a moment, take a breath to then start the uh, healing process to allow it to start to shift to the connection-based terrain circle. This is what was needed because we were kind of stuck on, on like, a, you know, open throttle in a car and you just had to, have, some had to kind of kick it so that it, it kind of could start to move uh, across and, and slow down a bit. And at this point in time, there are actually quite large numbers of people who are in the process of slowly shifting from the reflection-based terrain diamond to the connection-based terrain circle. And they were already in that process before COVID started, probably many, many people around the world in that long process of moving from diamond to circle. It's one of the biggest shifts that happens in the entire continuum of terrains. Because as Alan has said, it's a shift from outer to inner and from head to heart and from doing to being. It's a massive shift where your whole identity falls off and you come back into connection with your true self and with nature and with community and a lot of the striving and the identity seeking and the outer creation, the outer focus falls away. And so because so many people were already in that process, this uh, COVID shutdown has actually accelerated the shift of those people. So if you think of the millions of people around the world who are already in the process of moving from diamond to circle, that's all been sped up for them. And the effect that that has on the collective field is that the whole collective prevailing terrain, which is made up of you know, the numbers of everybody coming together, because that's the largest group on the planet and they're all starting to move, it's gonna have an effect on everybody, even people who aren't at diamond, even people who are still at pyramid or still at square or who are at other terrains, are gonna be impacted as the prevailing terrain starts slowly to shift. And so over the next decades, we're gonna see subtle changes in the culture to reflect the shift from doing to being into a more simple life and a more connected life. And it's not that there's anything wrong with it. I mean, a lot of the amazing things we love about our current world have come from it being a diamond. We wouldn't have had the internet if we were still at square. The internet is very much an expression of diamond, freedom of information, decentralization of information, everybody having their own opinion, everything's customized and unique. And you could create your own kind of car. You know, back in the fifties, everyone had the exact same car. We were at square. Like it's a very different society and so much that everybody loves about the modern world comes from the fact that it's a diamond but there is a shadow side of it which you guys have been talking about which is the busyness and the busyness and the adrenal exhaustion that we're seeing as a collective and the constant striving and the, and the disconnection from self and the disconnection from community and the disconnection from nature and all of that will come back into balance as we slowly start to shift towards circle as a collective and i think we're seeing the, the biggest impact uh as uh, at diamond with with the feminine because it's a these, these terrains alternate between masculine and feminine and individual and collective. Diamond is a, a masculine individual terrain. And so women are, uh, as a culture, having to be masculinized in order to compete in the, in the diamond consciousness. And so that's causing a huge health impact on the feminine and with, the, and with women in general. And as, as that starts to shift, as, as we move to the simplicity and reconnection to nature, you're gonna see you know, a lot of changes there in, in, in the way of health and, uh, and the feminine being uh, not as impacted as it is now. Well, that's uh, 
a fantastic concept to think of. I didn't even uh, really consider the side effects of diamond and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's been like a, a, a round peg trying to go into a, a, a square peg in a round hole. It's like, it hasn't fit right. And, you know, women have been uh, ostracized for being too emotional and too dramatic. And, you know, the things that really, um, bring empathy and compassion and emotional intelligence to things it's been kind of beaten out of us that's the conditioning of you know the things that we shouldn't bring to the table when in fact those are the things that are needed so i'm curious just based on what you're seeing with the pandemic and we're seeing a lot of things like the me too movement and and big shifts in the the divine feminine do you think that this will I mean, you said it was accelerating it, but do you think that we're going to, we're going to do like a, a big jump and, and get into the circle a lot faster than, I mean, we've been in diamond forever. It feels like we've been there for oh, four really, years. If you look back over the whole of history, we've been in diamond for a blink. I mean, we, as a civilization, we spent hundreds and hundreds of years at radial and at pyramid and less time at square and even less time at diamond. So if you look at, look at the kind of trajectory, it was always going to speed up now. Oh, well, that's yeah, fantastic. We'll, we'll probably see uh, this, this shift happening in maybe around, I'm, I'm anticipating around 2045 to 2050 will be when in various parts of the world. We are already here where we're living in a community that's at Circle. Uh, there are pockets there, and, and it won't be, it won't be like the entire planet will go chunk. It'll be like, um, there's like seed crystals, like we're in a, a community that's exampling this and people are being drawn from around the world to be here, to live in this, this uh, environment and to live in this energy. Uh, you're seeing other communities, uh, Finhorn and Dominher and other places around the world that are, that are really uh, embodying a more expanded consciousness as a community. What's going to happen is the people that come and visit those communities will kind of be uh, uh, attuned to that, to take back to where they're living. And it'll be as if these seed crystals just start to grow and, and, and expand across the planet until they eventually just all start to touch and knit. So it won't be like everybody will just go scope a chunk all at once. It'll be, it'll be an organic process until we just reach a tipping point. Which is the same that's happened at every point during history. I mean, if you think of the Renaissance, you know, and the Enlightenment. The Enlightenment was the emergence of the thinkers at Diamond in a time when the world was very much pyramid and square and you started to have all these original thinkers who started to see the world so differently. That was the Enlightenment, but they were miles ahead of their time. You know, since the 60s, we've had a lot of people at Circle who are miles ahead of their time. And as we progress as a culture to Circle, there'll be so many people at Spiral and Torrid who will be miles ahead of their time. There's always people Ahead of their time, there's always people that are behind the curve, but the vast majority of people are always hanging around the middle where the culture is. And at the moment, the culture is, you know, in some countries still at square, in most parts of the Western world are diamond. And so that's where the vast majority of people you're going to meet are going to be. So if you yourself are not at square or diamond, if you're at a different terrain, let's say uh, someone listening is at circle, the connection-based terrain, or you're at spiral, the coherence-based terrain, and you're very much sensing yourself as an energetic being, and you're always listening for how can I come into alignment in each moment. I'm sure a lot of your listeners are probably at this terrain, maybe at diamond, maybe at circle, maybe at spiral. And, you know, if they're at spiral, they're coming from a very different relationship to reality than the mainstream, because someone at spiral is very much about taking self-responsibility for their vibration in every moment and always checking in to see if they're in alignment on all levels of their being. And they're very much about resonance and frequency. What, 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 what's resonating with me in this moment and all their decisions are based from that place. And they're very aware that they're creating their reality from, from the inside out. So they're very mindful of their thoughts and always doing shadow work and forgiveness work and looking very deeply. Now, if you're at spiral and you're living in a world that's at diamond and perhaps your local community is square and your parents are at square and your, your community church is at square, it's, it's not so easy to fit in and to feel understood and to feel seen. And so one of the things that we've become progressively excited about as we've gone out with this work and met so many people who are not at the prevailing terrain, who are at circle or spiral or toroid, is the possibility of connecting them with each other. We're actually in the process of building an online community so that once someone does our quiz, if they find out they're at circle or at spiral or at toroid and they don't really know anyone else who's at the same terrain as them who really gets them, they'll have the chance to meet other people around the world who are. So at least they'll have some people in their life who they can really click with. And we feel that's really important because it's so important to feel understood and to feel really met, to feel really seen in this world. 
Well, and I think that it probably helps you grow and expand and learn in, in the terrain that you're in. You know, when you feel shamed and shut down, it's very difficult to grow and expand when, you know, you're not supported. So I can see where it would be very difficult. Uh, you know, it, like uh, for those that are listening, the circle-based terrain, which is we're, we're coming out of diamond, uh, which is a, a busyness terrain into spiral. And one of the things that I love in the book is it says she lives in tune with the seasons. Holy cow. Amen. Hallelujah. Right there. <laughs> in harmony with animals and plants. Uh, yes, please. And she feels deep sadness at what is happening to Mother Earth and fights to save the planet in every way that she can. She is passionate about love and oneness. I mean, yes, yes, and more yes right there. (laughs) And that literally describes the community we live in. I mean, honestly, it is so different here. When I go back to visit my family in Melbourne, which is a large mainstream city, and most people there are at Square and at Diamond, it feels so different. And then I come back here, it's just like everything runs completely differently. Decisions are made communally. There's always, you know, everybody has a chance to speak and be heard and, and everyone's always listening for how can we protect the most vulnerable members of the group? And it's just, there is no visionary leader standing up running the thing. It's just always done in a circle. And it's just such a different feeling. And it kind of makes me see what the world might look like in 30, 40 years as, as, the, as the whole collective shifts into that space. Like, I feel really blessed to live somewhere where we can actually see how it's being modeled. Well, and the more groups like that, that can be assembled and and put together, the more it's going to help raise everybody up because those little pockets of energy are going to help everybody else raise. So, I mean, that's awesome that you're able to uh, have created something like that and live in something like that. And again, if you're in an environment like that, that fully supports that, it's much easier to go there and, and to, feel seen and heard and expand yourself because you're in a supportive environment. It's very hard to, you know, speak to your mother who's a square about astral travel and infiniteness Mm -hmm. and oneness. And I I talk to my higher self to now I do it with my own mother. I don't, I would say she's probably diamond. She's between square and diamond, but you know, I mean, I, I just don't care at this point, but I can see where people would be uh, maybe elevating and quite fearful of, you know, uh, sharing this information if they are in, like you said, if, if you've got an area where you go to a big city and it's just not widely accepted, you're going to feel shut down. You're not going to share your beliefs and your uh, expandedness. But I think that's, that's starting to shift now. And in the past, I would say you would have been felt, you'd have felt like you're an outcast, but I think now even as the spiritual question is becoming more mainstream, um, I think it's time for all of us that really are way showers that are really more expanded uh, than the collective to just be true to ourselves and just be an example, just live your truth because that's, that's, that's key your health for one, you, you can't squish yourself back down in order to please others because that's just going to destroy your health. You need to be in authenticity and, and integrity with yourself to be, to maintain your health and to grow and expand because think of a plant, you know, you, you can't be, bound by your pot. You need to, you need to grow and expand. So just be true. And, and they are actually, because of all that's happening on the planet, the, it's like the sail of the ships kind of gotten loose and flapping around. They're looking now for answers. I'm finding that I'm just myself and everybody's been looking to me to say, well, where do we go from here? Because we're lost. So the, the collective is, is kind of really looking to us now. And so it's time for us to just stand in our power and in our beauty and, and be who we know we are. And that will bring everyone else along because they'll have permission. And what Alan just said is so beautiful, makes me want to cry. But I want to add one thing to it, which is uh, it's important that we do all of that without any agenda. Because if you're, if you're trying to talk other people into thinking like you or being like you, it's never going to work. All you can do is be yourself, speak your own truth without any hope that anyone else is going to get it or understand it or agree with it. Just be, just be yourself. And then the more that we can just be ourselves without agenda, without attachment, without expectation of the other, they tend to relax because they feel that they're not being asked to change and grow and evolve before they're ready. And sometimes they can take stuff in that they might have resisted if it came with an energy of agenda. So that's just the balance to what Alan was just saying. Yeah, I'm glad that you added that because I think that Uh, especially when it comes to spirituality, I think that people can sometimes feel like there is a dogma to it. So to feel freely, I'm in my classroom, you're in your classroom, everybody's fine, we're doing great, we're learning, we're expanding. (laughs) You know, you stay in your lane, I'll stay in my lane. 
Yeah, and that's one of the benefits of people learning this model. Like we always say to people, start with finding out your own terrain. Do the self-analysis quiz on the website, 10terrains.com. It only takes 10 minutes. Find out where you're at, read your report, come to really sit with it and really get where you're at. And then start to look at the other nine terrains. You know, how are they different from where you're at? What is that classroom like? And how is it different from your classroom? And once you, and especially if you read the book or start to go deeper into our work or, you know, we're creating some online courses at the moment or watch our YouTube channel, as you start to understand them, then as you say, when you encounter someone who's at a different terrain, you can allow them to be there. And exactly what Amanda just said, you can just accept accept them, have compassion for where they're at, cheer them on in their journey. Know that if it's in the divine plan, they will one day maybe end up where you're at, but maybe it's not because not everybody's journey is the same. Some people are here in this life to come in at square and stay there their whole life. And there's important work that they need to do at that terrain to contribute to the planet. An example we like to use is Abraham Lincoln. He needed to be at square to, to overthrow slavery because slavery is coming from pyramid, the will-based terrain. And it takes someone at square to be able to end that in a, societal way and so there's important roles that people are playing so if we try to try to hurry someone along in their journey we may be actually interfering with a larger plan that's you know for the highest good of everybody yeah and i would say too that you know humility is important here it's not really about yeah as tony mentioned having an agenda or trying to convert or change others you just go about your life and if your life's working, others are going to want to know what you're doing differently that's causing your life to work. You don't have to do anything to anyone else. Just really at the end of the day, it's all about self-responsibility. And this is, this is the journey across this continuum is coming from victim, having it done to you, to basically being creator, which is self-responsible for yourself only and always in every moment for every thought and everything you're creating. And, and that's all you need to do and everything in the universe will rearrange itself. You don't have to do anything more than that. So if each of us just takes responsibility for ourselves and becomes you know, as, as true and pure as we can within ourselves, that's the end, that's, that's ascension in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I love the idea of, of you're giving us permission to you know, just stay in our lane and uh, figure out, understand, learn, grow, expand within our terrain. And, and when we get there, then we can shift. Um, it, it's not about striving or pushing or clawing our way to the next terrain. It, it's really enjoying the journey and the process of where you're at now. Um, and I think that's such a, an amazing message because we've been so conditioned to, you know, climb and climb and climb and go and go and go. And it, it, it's, it's not serving any of us. Like you said, it, it's affecting our health and it's affecting our well-being and it has created uh, a society that is extremely disconnected. I talk about nature all the time on this show and, and how imperative it is for us to cultivate our chi to keep us in balance and keep us happy. And, and one of the, the best ways to do that is to be in connection with nature, to understand her seasons. You know, it cracks me up when I see these people pushing and striving and trying to launch big things in the, in the fall. And it's like, but mm -hmm. nature's not, you know, she's she's going into hibernation why aren't you like just really uh be, like there's a reason why we have circadian rhythms and we've just gotten so disconnected from that so i think that this is so brilliant because it really helps people break away from the expectations break away from the judgments and just really enjoy the process of okay i'm at square i'm at diamonds let me learn more about myself rather than judge myself so that they can yeah, expand really true. that's really true and sometimes just knowing that you are at that terrain can make such a difference we've had people write to us and go oh finally there's actually an explanation i'm not just a weirdo having these weird crazy spiritual experiences <laughs> millions of people around the world going through the exact same thing as me in the exact same way oh my god like it can give so much peace it's like when you find out your personality type like i'm enfp i'm supposed to be a quick talker and a big thinker and huge personality and it's okay there's millions of people who are enfps on this world and when i found that out i was like so relieved it's the same when you find out your terrain it's like oh okay i'm not going crazy because i'm suddenly connected to things in a multi-dimensional way or I'm not going crazy because I feel so passionately connected to the earth and everyone around me doesn't I'm just at a different terrain to them and there's so many millions of people around the world at the same terrain as me I'm actually normal and that's just such a huge relief for people and often when they do our quiz they write to us saying that 
it was just such a relief to know I'm not alone and I'm not, I'm not weird. I'm normal. <laughs> this is actually a normal. This is actually a normal stage in spiritual evolution. Everything that everyone is experiencing is actually a completely predictable and normal stage of spiritual evolution that everybody goes through at some point in some lifetime when they're at that, when they're ready for that, they will experience what you're experiencing and they'll think they're weird and the only one, but they're actually, it's just the path. It's like you're a child and you start to lose teeth and you think, oh my God, this is so weird. But every other child in the world has lost teeth at that age. It's just that that's the developmental journey. Well, yes, and my- we've just simply mapped it and that's all we've done is we've observed it. We've mapped it, you know, both of us having uh, a lot of research background. Uh, we're just really deeply inquiring and seeing what, what is so. And, uh, and as, as you've mentioned before, it's a process. This is the Tao in, in a nutshell. This is where it's a process. We're all in this process. We're all on a journey and you can't circumvent that journey, nor would you really want to, because when you step back and realize you're an infinite being, you're immortal, you've got as much time and space as you need, where are you going in such a hurry? Where is there to get to? You're, you're like, you know, you're, you're just like, you're, you're here because you're an infinite being to enjoy the journey and the process. So just take a breath and, and chill, you know, enjoy it. Follow nature. The Tao is absolutely right. Like, you know, people need to slow down. But, you know, I think that this is great. I, I And I, I just said this, I, th- I think it really gives people permission to enjoy the journey and enjoy where they're at. But I'm curious, what is your you put a lot of time and research into this, this, I mean, clearly this is like life's work right here. This is some serious purpose that you have, you know, created and, you know, what is your greatest hope with this or what do you hope people really walk, walk away with in, in understanding the terrains? Well, for myself personally, I have been on a journey of integration of civilization and nature since I was a child, having, been awoken by nature uh, in, a, in a rather dysfunctional environment, uh, coming then to Southern California to find nothing but track homes for as far as I could see. Hmm. Uh, I really was on a journey to understand how and why we've become so disconnected. So in, in one sense, it's really, for me, a map uh, and, and a teaching and, and an understanding to bring us back home to ourselves, to bring us back home to nature, to integrate ourselves back into nature. And we are nature. And so this integration is really back into ourself, into our heart, into our infinite self. And, and so for me, it's, it's really about the world as a critical mass, understanding this is what we're here for and really getting the truth of this so that we can start to love each other and, uh, and, and have a world that's at peace. Everybody wants peace, but it begins within. And for me, actually, my greatest intention with this work as it gets out there and becomes more widely known, I'd really love it to become really widely known. Like everyone knows about star signs now, everyone knows about their Enneagram and their Myers-Briggs. I'd love everyone to understand this because for me, the, 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 the juice of this and the gift of this is that it creates so much compassion and harmony between people and also compassion towards ourselves. You know, Alan was just talking about his background. I think my background also really motivated me on this path because I came from a family where everybody was in very different terrains, yet we all really deeply loved each other and I loved everybody equally, but they were all at different terrains. And a story I often tell is there was one day the remote control of the television was broken and my mother, who was at Spiral, the coherence-based terrain, says to us, I can't get the remote control to work because I can't relate to 3D matter today. <laughs> and my dad, who was in the order-based terrain square, who I love just as much as my mom, said, but I can't get it to work because it needs new batteries. And it was just, there's me as a kid looking back and forth between these two people I love equally and adore and that they just do not see the world the same way. And so I spent my whole life trying to understand that and get everybody to get along, help everybody to get along. So for me, my my passion is that the more we can understand this really deep core stuff, we can A, have compassion for ourselves. And as you were talking about earlier, really accept where we're at on the journey and embrace the gift without necessarily beating ourselves up for not being somewhere else. We allow ourselves to appreciate the lessons we're getting now and the gifts we're contributing now and just love ourselves more, but also to be able to love and appreciate and have compassion for the other people around us, even if they're at a different point in their journey. If everybody made that one shift to understand each other's terrain, we would have just like peace on earth. And obviously that's a big dream, but that's the dream. <laughs> I think it's a good dream. Well, the book is called Introducing the Ten Terrains of Consciousness. Understand yourself, other people in our world. 
Uh, if people are interested in getting the book or learning more about the uh, quiz, where do they go? Uh, well, again, we can uh, have everyone go to our website at 10terrains.com, and I'll spell that T-E-N-T-E-R-R-A-I-N-S.com. There we have, uh, on, the, on the navigation, you can go to the book and you can get links to all the major booksellers. It's at every bookstore. You've got a video on the site that you can watch, which is a, a crazy of the book. It's a two-hour presentation, actually. So for people who don't like to read, it goes quite deep. Uh, and we've got the quiz there. We've got links to all of our social media, YouTube channel. So it's really a, a portal to start uh, getting into this material and uh, and then you know expand from there. And we definitely would encourage people to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just look up 10 Trains on YouTube because we've started recently doing a lot of videos applying it to what's happening in the world. And it's just a really quick way, like there's short videos, five, 10 minute videos, just lots of content to really help people get this and see how it applies. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing this amazing information with my audience. It's been oh, such a pleasure. Yeah, You've asked amazing questions. Yeah, it's been a brilliant uh, conversation. Thank you so much. I think if anything, having read this book, it, again, it's called The Ten Terrains of Consciousness. I think that it's just yet another tool to help you understand where people might be coming from and understand that their lens or their perspective is not the same as yours. It could be, you know, you may have people that are on the same terrain, but most likely if you are reactive, polarized, upset, angry, you feel like you're, you know, kind of grinding in the opposite direction, you're probably not on the same terrain. And I loved the idea of classrooms because it's not a ladder. It's just simply a place that you are. So, which classroom are you in? So I would definitely highly recommend that you get the book and check it out. Um, there's definitely, it's really interesting learning about the different terrains and how society as a collective has been on certain terrains, especially the, being in the diamond terrain uh, and just reading about the, you know, being an island and wanting to be an entrepreneur and consume, 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 because that's definitely where we have been. So I think that it's uh, just gives you one more uh, tool to put in your toolbox to help you s step back when someone maybe says something that you don't like or does something in a way that kind of puts you off. It just allows you to say, oh, well, you're coming from a different classroom and you can just simply walk away. Don't get involved in that energy because if they are in a different classroom, they're learning different things and doing things in a different way. And they're not going to understand the things that you've been learning and doing in your classroom. Makes sense, right? <laughs> All right, everyone. I hope that you've enjoyed this show today as much as I have. My name is Amanda Gates and you've just listened to Home Energy Design. If you like the show, be sure to head on over to iTunes, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, we do have online booking. And if you're interested in learning about the new wealth class that I'm putting together, all you have to do is go over to the website uh, to learn more or purchase. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.